We want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's a destination specialist with touring plans and can help you plan an amazing vacation. Whether it's Disney, Universal, a cruise, or an all-inclusive, she can help you with booking, planning, and strategizing to help you have an incredible experience at a great rate. Contact her today at michelle at touringplans.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney and Doug We are finally going to talk about the news, everything that you have been asking us to discuss. We have a very special guest joining us, Doug, but uh, this is a good one. Yeah, it's all about the genie, genie plus, genie of the lamp, genie of the lamp. um, I dream of genie and any other genie related thing. So it is, but everyone's been asking us to talk about it and we needed an expert. So we'll be bringing him on here in a second. But first, Doug, we have some reviews we need to get to. We're running a little low, though. Yeah, we need some more review, guys. Uh, Otherwise, I'm just going to make them up, and then that's not going to be good at all. All right. Does that mean we get, like, fake iTunes or Apple Podcasts? I don't know. That sounds like way too much work for us, though. We would never. Don't worry, folks. We are not going to make fake reviews because we're way too lazy for that. All right. Helpful, Funny, and Honest by Yogurt Chick. Doug and Derek give their honest opinions on the ins and outs of the Disney parks. I find myself laughing and taking notes as I listen and plan my next trip. The reviews and tips are helpful to new and returning Disney travelers. Been a listener since near the beginning and now a Patreon supporter as well. Keep up the great work, guys. Thank you. And thank you for being a Patreon and supporting the show. And uh, this week we have one of the best Patreon shows for me. I'm excited. We've already recorded it uh, beforehand because it's that good. So if you want to hear it, you're going to have to go uh, into our show notes and subscribe. But it is, uh, we'll just say it's Star Wars related, Doug. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, we discuss things with our guests today about the Star Wars Resort. Well, joining us now to discuss more of what's coming up with Disney Genie and all the things, we welcome back the master of touring plans, co-author of the Unofficial Guide, and of course, co-host of the Disney Dish Podcast. Welcome, Len Testa. How's it going? Great. Thanks for joining us. We're very excited to have the chance to talk to you in light of the recent announcements of the Genie and all the other kinds of options that come with it. So Fast Pass is dead and gone. Yep. Let's start with the basics. What is Disney Genie service? Uh, so Genie encompasses a couple of things. Uh, one part of it is essentially paid fast pass, right? Where um, it'll function sort of like Max Pass did at Disneyland. You pay a certain fee per day. I believe it's fifteen dollars for Walt Disney World, uh, and you'll be able to get, I think, the next available fast pass at certain attractions um, in a park. And that's um, that's GD Plus. Uh, the FastPass lines have been renamed Lightning Lane. Um, and I think it's a little bit confusing because they could have just called the whole thing Lightning Lane. Mm-hmm. And that would have been uh, slightly less confusing. I mean, that's so why that, we're having it, you on the show. I've been confused right? the whole time. It's just there are all sorts of announcements and prices. So, yeah, it's crazy what yeah. Disney is doing. 
Yes, that's the weird thing. They could have just called it Lightning Lane. Uh, we knew they weren't going to call it Fast Pass because everybody associates Fast Pass with being free. Mm-hmm. So since they're charging money for it, we're never going to um, use the same name for a paid product as they did for free. Um, so so that's that. Uh, a couple of things we we don't know yet. Um, we don't know uh, which attractions are going to be available using Genie Plus. Um, we also don't, I think, know what the rules are around how many fast passes you can hold at a given time. We do know that um, one of the big differences is that you uh, you'll make reservations day of, not 60 days in advance, like you do with Fast Pass Plus. The other interesting thing is there's this thing uh, that, uh, in addition to Fast Pass, sorry, in addition to I'm going to say that. For so you have to, everyone's going to mess that up. Yep. <laughs> in addition to Lightning Lane, there's this thing called individual attraction selections, which, again, I can't believe that there's not a, a catchy name for that. Um, but it's uh, I, I've heard one or two attractions per park where there's still a fast pass like thing. Um, but this one is not included with your $15 Genie Plus um, purchase. So there'll be t- one or two attractions per park where you have to pay another per person, per attraction, per day fee to board that. And I think it's going to be like Rush the Resistance and Slinky Dog Dash in the studios, for example, um, where you'll be able to, um, if you didn't get a boarding group for Rise of the Resistance, you'll be able to pay to get on as well. So what Those are the two big, big basics there for FastPass. So what about, they keep marketing like just the Genie service as a right. thing that's free. Is, right. What is that even trying to do, and does that replace something that's existed exists already, or is it something totally separate? So Genie is looks like it is a way to organize your day. When it was they originally, they should probably call it touring plans. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> if you saw the video uh, that announced the Genie service, uh, the, you know, the first question that I had was, how many times did they have the, to tell these people not to call them touring? <laughs> exactly. God. Um, Royalties, I feel like, are deserved somewhere. Yeah, so there's there's a lot we don't know about it. Um, when when it was originally announced, there was a lot of talk about it being like an, a, basically a, a, a planning service like touring plans, where you tell it the ride you want to ride, um, and it tells you the order in which you should ride the rides to minimize your weight in line. But since then, they seem to have backed away from any sort of claims about. Um, minimizing your weights in line. So if you if you look very if you read very carefully, what Genie is supposed to do, there's no mention anymore of minimizing your weight in line. Like it's 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 it says things like maximize your fun. Ooh. But oh wow, what, yeah. what does that what does that even mean, right? Or optimize your day. Like like what? It, it it's 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 there are enough words in there that make it sound interesting without having to get lawyers involved to say, you know, this is what we were really intending. So at this point, it's difficult to say what Genie is actually supposed to do. Like, I get the idea that you're you're supposed to be able to pick a set of attractions, and it's supposed to organize it, the your day somehow into something better than what you can do itself yourself. But super vague on what all of that is right now there's another question i have is is that whether genie works with genie plus like let's say let's say you buy the genie plus 
you know, lightning lane access for $15 a day. Theoretically, Disney should know that you've done that, right? Because you've given it money, yeah. right? So will Genie look at all of the different lightning lane passes available and tell you which one to get next to like minimize your overall wait line for today? Like that, that seems like that's a reasonable request, right? Yeah, that exactly. would make sense. sense. Disney knows everything, right? It knows that I bought this. It knows, and it can forecast these things out. It should tell me like, okay, you know, based on the eight attractions that you've selected, um, you should go pick up a, uh, a Genie Plus Fast Pass for Big Thunder Mountain now because that's going to minimize your wait in line, right? But there's no, nothing I've read says that that's part of the feature. So I don't know yet how that's all supposed to work. Right, there's just a lot we don't know about this yet. Okay. Yeah. So that's where we're at with, with that. I think with Genie, like with, with everything other than Genie, with everything other than the itinerary trip or anything, it's basically paid fast pass with some restrictions, right? It's the Genie stuff that we, we don't know yet. So do you feel like this has been coming a money grab with uh, tr- Disney trying to make some extra cash right now off the backs of everyone else? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's no other way to uh, uh, to think about it. If you think about like all the stuff that's happened over the last year, or at least since the beginning of the year, you know, in January, Disney announced that they weren't going to uh, continue Magical Express beyond 2021, right? So when Mirrors Connect announced its pricing, we knew that you know, for most people, the value of Magical Express or the the extra that they're going to have to pay in 2022 is around $120 for a family four round trip, right? So that's $120 right there. Magic Band's no longer included with your trip. I mean, we if you've been to Walt Disney World in the mm-hmm. last 10 years, you have a Magic Band. It probably still works. But still, it's, you know, yeah. 5 to $14 per person or, um, you know, per, per thing. And then, you know, now this uh, Fast Pass is the next thing, right? Um, Fast pass. If you if you if you're gonna buy fifteen dollars for a family of four, and you're there for five days, that's seventy five. Uh, um, sorry, that's sixty dollars times five. It's another three hundred dollars, right? Add in the magical express, you're at four hundred dollars extra. Right? That's that's a lot of extra money um, that you weren't paying in 2020 that you will pay in 2022, and that's exclusive from the increases in hotel fees uh, or hotel rates and ticket prices, right? Which the average ticket price has gone up since, uh, since then as well. So that's the, um, that's the big concerning thing. The other thing that's uh, um, moderately concerning is the fact that uh, we all used to get evening extra magic hours. Now only mm-hmm. deluxe resorts do. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it looks like it's only two parks so far. It's only Magic Kingdom and Epcot. Um, not studios or Animal Kingdom. Now, Animal Kingdom hadn't had evening extra magic yeah. hours for a couple of years before that. But uh, but again, it's um, you know if, if you uh, pay, you will have to pay more to get the same thing that you had before, right? In this case, you have to stay at a deluxe resort now. That's crazy how much it's it's just mind blowing. Going, I mean, we've been going to Disney since we were kids, and I'm Len. I know you've gone in even longer. How do you feel? My my big question with you being on is. How do you feel Walt would feel with all these changes? Is this something that uh, the man himself would uh, would be all about? You know, I, I I try and stay away from you know what would Walt what think. Would? Okay. Uh, discussions. That's uh, he died before I was Who born. Who knows? So that's yeah. Tough to say. Oh no, Michael Eisner. Um, then where are we? 
Yeah, right. Uh, I, I joke about Eisner, I joke with Jim all the time about none of us knew at the time that Eisner was going to end up being the second best CEO this company's ever had, um, which is kind of funny. But, uh, you know, Eisner, Eisner gave us, you know, two new theme parks um, and a bunch of new um, resorts. And some of those resorts are classics, like Wilderness Lodge, Animal Kingdom Lodge, right? Those are, those are among the best designed Disney things, you know, in Orlando. Um, I don't know that the current management team has the physical and make mental characteristics needed to create a resort like Wilderness Lodge. Like, I, I don't think it's in their DNA to be able to uh, to do anything like that. So. Yeah, I saw a I'll, meme. And I'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a meme the other day of uh, if Space Mountain was created today, and it basically looked like the Guardians of the Galaxy building, you know, with a Space yeah. Mountain sign in front of it, right? Yeah. That's that's kind of where we're at lately. It's the big uh, the big box, put the attraction in it, and decorate the facade. Because they, they did good with Galaxy's Edge, but they are still just big boxes that are decorated, right? Yeah, I mean, if you think about, like, um, uh, Grandestino Tower... Or Riviera. I mean, I like the Riviera rooms. I think the restaurants are great. It's basically a box, right? It's 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 a standard hotel design mm-hmm. with a relatively straightforward lobby. You know, you could, if you're in the lobby of one, how many? This might be a question, right? How many posters would you need to change to convert from one lobby to another, right? How many how many coats of paint and how many posters? And that's really it. Like. I, I don't care how many posters you put in the lobby of the Animal Kingdom Lodge. It will always be the Animal Kingdom Lodge, right? Yeah. But you you could probably convince a whole bunch of people with the right with the right set of um, wallpaper and paint that you're in the Grand Destino Tower versus the uh, Riviera Resort, right? That's a pretty easy change to make. So uh, so there's that. Uh, yeah. Well, back to the the Genie Plus. So it's fifteen dollars a day per mm-hmm. person. Do you see the average vacationer purchasing this for length of stay? Do you ah, see that big, going forward? It's a big question. Um, I think if you've never been to Disney before, you're going to be put off by the extra fee. Like it would take somebody telling you, "Yeah, this is worth the money," or "No, it's not worth the money." Like I don't know that um, that many people will will understand what the upcharge gets them up front and there's a so there's a huge communication effort that disney is going to have to undertake here and i gotta say they haven't done a great job thus far of explaining it like explaining the people that genie plus and lightning lane are essentially the same thing with the addition of individual attraction selections which again not the catchiest name in the world that's that's going to be a barrier for disney to to get through because remember like even when even at the end of fast pass plus right in the right before the pandemic mm-hmm. shut disney world down i mean how many people really understood how fast plus fast pass plus worked oh, there's among the average average guests so many that never made a fourth fast pass yeah we right. talked about that all the time that was it yep yeah or you know how many of them didn't understand how it worked or didn't make any to begin with uh you know or mm-hmm. things like so i mean did do you think three quarters of the 
of the population really understood how fast pass worked. I'm, I'm hoping at least three quarters of our listeners understood how fast pass there worked back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, and this one, you know, being more complicated in day of, um, without the ability to pick your return times. Um, yeah, I think I think Disney just has a lot of communication work ahead of them. Because you think about it now, there's like four different ways you could wait in line, right? There's the traditional standby line where you get in a line, you wait in line until it's time to ride, then you ride, right? But they've also got boarding groups, right? So Remy is going to be a boarding group when it opens. Rise of the Resistance still going to be a boarding group, right? Then you've got um, Genie Plus, right, which is ride reservations, and you get the next available one. Then there's individual attraction selections, which is like Genie, but you get to pick the return window, right? That's that's a lot. Four different ways to ride a ride. Yeah. And yeah. who knows what that makes the actual waiting in line times become. Yeah, that's another, uh, that's another big question I have. They, um, like, if, in order to sell an individual attraction selection, like, like Slinky Dog, right? So Slinky Dog's going to have a standby queue. And it's also going to, you'll also have the ability to buy a fast pass just for that one ride. But in order to make an informed decision, about whether to buy a fast pass. The standby wait time is gonna to have to be very, very close to your actual wait in line. Right? Disney Disney can't sell you a fast pass for twenty dollars saying that the standby line is an hour long if it knows the standby wait is really fifteen minutes. Right? Because people would people would make a different decision if the standby wait time was not the actual wait time. Right? If you if you knew it was fifteen minutes uh, you might not think that's worth saving, you know, that saving 15 minutes is worth $20, right? Um, so what I haven't yet seen from Disney is the ability to have the posted wait time be a really, really accurate reflection of your actual wait time, except in very rare cases. Like most attractions, they're off. Um, I haven't seen Disney been able to do that consistently. And I think that's going to be a big challenge for them because again you can't you can't sell fast passes that claim to save an hour in line if you know that it's only 15 minutes that's going to be a big challenge for disney yeah yeah and even um, when they were doing the little red cards i mean essentially yeah. you were if it says an hour that means the wait was an hour an hour ago an hour ago right yeah it's historical data at that point so and that's that's going to be the challenge right um again i, I don't know one of two things is going to happen with this, right? Either um, Disney's lawyers are going to have the world's longest longest disclaimer on this. Like literally, there could be a disclaimer when you buy an individual attraction fast pass. It's going to take uh, you a while to scroll through it to accept right. it. Absolutely, right? And it's going to say it's going to say something like, "Look, you know, we're claiming that the wait is you know, is an hour, but we could be completely wrong about this, and you're not going to sue us over it, right?" Uh, that that could be the disclaimer. So I don't I don't know how that's going to work yet. We'll see. I could see the the sales of the uh, Genie Plus being similar to that of the dining plan, although you know what you're getting with dining plan. It's a lot more yeah. obvious. You're getting food where the new consumer doesn't understand what a fast pass is. So you're talking about the communication barriers. But I think for the people that understand it, I yeah. think it will sell to the average family because it just makes sense to not wait in line with your children. The, the big thing is the inability to pick your return times, right? Because at that point, you've got to do some figuring out about 
the order in which you should get the fast mm-hmm. passes. So um, if you can only have one at a time, right? Um, then imagine you're you're in the Magic Kingdom. It's like eleven o'clock in the morning, but it's a busy day, like you know Christmas or Easter or whatever. Um, you know the next available uh, Lightning Lane reservation for Big Thunder at eleven o'clock in the morning is four p.m. Is that good? Is that bad? Right? Like, how much time would I save getting that versus any other Lightning Lane reservation I could make right now? That's for a lot of people. That's going to be sort of the difficult thing. They could just—I mean, one strategy could could just be you know get the next available Lightning Lane for an attraction that you want to ride. I don't know how that would work out. There's just a lot of thinking involved in it now. Yeah, yeah. Disneyland, it's almost a game with Max Pass when I've been out there. It's just like, how many yeah. can I get in a, in a day? Just always the next yeah. available one. So. And then I've heard that there might be limits in, so like for the individual attraction selection, you're, you're limited to two per day. I don't know what the limit's going to be for Lightning Lane. Like, like even something simple, like can I re-ride something with Lightning oh, Lane? Can yeah. I get two Buzz Lightyear Fast Passes? Over that has and been over. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I'm not. I'm not sure. A lot of this stuff still, still has to be determined. And in fact, it's like, it's almost like there are at least as many questions about how it's all going to work, in terms of detail. Like my question was, after the announcement came out, you know, last week. My my question was, with all the things we don't know, with all the things that weren't announced, with all the details to come later. Why announce it now? Exactly. The stir up Twitter. Yeah, like what what was the benefit in in announcing it last week when it, we don't know what we don't know what's gonna start. We don't know exactly how it's gonna work. We're not even sure which attractions are gonna be in it, right? Because Disney hasn't announced it yet. So we we don't know the who, we don't know the what, we don't know the where the the where, we don't know the when. The only thing we really know is the why, and that's because it's you know, Disney's gonna make more money on it. Like what why not it now? I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm thankful for it because I'm finishing up the, you know, the unofficial guide 2022 version, and it needed to be in there, right? So that yeah. was good. Yeah, but like, what, what exactly do we know about any of this other than the fact it's going to cost money? Uh, you know, and yeah. and cause some headaches to uh, some agents with you as well, who are, I'm sure going to get a lot of questions. You have to explain it exactly. You know? Yeah, I I know Michelle's already gotten calls with people that want to like sit down and talk about it, and she's like. There's nothing to talk about yet. Don't know yet. Yeah. Don't know. Like, how yeah. don't you know? Because we don't know. It, yeah. It's, I mean, it, it's all still it's all still theoretical. I mean, hopefully we'll get some of that uh, ironed out in the next couple of weeks. The um, the the thing with uh, Remy and Rye still having boarding groups, I think, is is going to be frustrating for a lot of people because um, if you if you can't get a boarding group in the morning for Rise, your only other option to ride it is going to be for pay instead mm-hmm. of waiting in line. And I think there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be like, I mean, look, I'd rather wait in a three-hour line because I'm on vacation than pay $25, right? Um, and there's no, there's no option for that to happen for those people, right? It's either boarding yeah. group or pay. Um, and I think that, that, like I said, I think that's gonna be frustrating for a lot of people. That attraction, especially, will be yeah. because it breaks yeah. down every now and then too, as we know. Yeah. So the, the other, the, the other thing, like around Rise too, and this hasn't been, this hasn't been discussed, and I've asked Disney this question, you know, sixteen different ways, but it's like, okay, you know, I pay my, you know, twenty five dollars or whatever to go on Rise, and for whatever reason, you know, some of the effects don't work. 
I don't get I don't get all the pre-show scenes, right? Uh, if you think of like the four elements of Rise, right? Ray, um, the troop transport, the hangar, um, being in the interrogation chamber, and then the ride itself, right? So if you think about those parts of it, what if a you know how many of those parts can be broken before Disney gives you a refund on your twenty-five? Or is twenty-five dollars literally just to skip the line? And is that what the disclaimer is going to say? Yeah. Is the disclaimer going to say, look, we're not guaranteeing that anything in this ride is working. This is literally just to get in the line. And I know all of us have been kicked out of that ride before with it shutting down. So yeah, yeah, you, <laughs> you pay that money and you get kicked dumped. out, you want to be able to get back <laughs> on again. Dumped from the queue of Rise of the Resistance. Have you really even been to Walt Disney? That's, <laughs> that's the free space. On bingo, that's <laughs> exactly. free space. That's the middle of the bingo card right there. I mean, come on. <laughs> Dumped from Rise Q. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So that's you know that's the that's the big question that I've. Uh, there's just so much we don't know about this. I mean, I, I get how it's supposed to work in in, in theory, um, but there are so many rules that still have to be defined before we know how it's all going to work, and that's that's sort of the big sort of frustrating thing with that. Do you think the uh, day of aspect of booking it? is from guest satisfaction because people don't like planning months in advance for where exactly they're going to be at 11 a.m. on a Tuesday. Yeah, this is the thing this is the thing that, man, I would just love to sit down with somebody from Disney and ask these questions, right? Because it's like, you know, it, 16, 17 months ago, it was, you know, the, the marketing material was, you know, FastPass Plus is the greatest thing ever because mm-hmm. it allows you to plan to reserve, you know, your certain rides up to 60 days in advance. And, and, but today it's like, oh, who the hell would ever want to do that? That's crazy. <laughs> like, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. That, you know, like what, what was, what was right about it 18 months ago? That's not right now. Like, we can make more money off of it. I, I think that's it. The, um, on the one hand, you know, the ability to make a fast pass reservation, um, in advance was great because you didn't have to get up morning of, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right. Yep. And a lot of people, a lot of people don't want to, you know, spend $10,000 on their Grand Floridian hotel room and then have to get up super early in the morning to make ride reservations, right? It's just not a vacation. And so Disney here seems to be saying that will be part of your vacation. Like you're going to have to get up at seven o'clock in the morning and make Rise of the Resistance boarding group attempts and also choose your fast pass, you know, initial set of fast passes for the, that's the other weird thing, right? Have you guys noticed that, um, you can make lightning lane reservations starting at 7am, but also you have to do your boarding groups yeah. at 7am. Yeah. Like, so is this now a family activity? That's gotta be. Two, it's two it people already on one, a family yeah. activity. It was, you're right. Us. Everyone's scrolling. We got everybody I, on their phone making their boarding groups. So, so my guess is one of those two things is going to change because, nobody's thought about that. Nobody's thought that through yet. So one of those times is going to have to change. Like my guess there'll be, um, you know, lightning lane will either be six 30 or six or seven 30 or something that they won't happen at the same time. But, but I, I think you're giving them my, a little too much credit at the moment right now. I could totally see them. Right? Doing it. Well, no, it might be. And it's one of those things like my, my big gripe with a lot of this stuff is like nobody who works for Disney ever uses the things that they design. Right. So like, did the people who came up with this idea think through having to make a Rise of the Resistance boarding group um, request and 
try and get you know the the best set of lightning lane options to begin with because you won't be able to do both at the same time right if they're both 7 a.m yeah and you definitely want your lightning lanes after the boarding group so that you can encourage people like hey you didn't get that you can can pay it but yeah spend some money fair fair enough but then you've you've lost out on the first set of lightning lane yeah attractions right so now you're later in the day when you can use it and they're farther away right or you're getting beauty and the beast yeah. Right. Like what what's left at Hollywood Studios? Um possibly. So I, I saw in the in the in the lists that I've seen, and they're not official or anything like that, there are remarkably few shows. Okay. That'll be available. And I don't know if that's because the shows weren't currently running when the list came out, or Disney's finally admitting that you really don't need fast pass style accommodations at most shows most days. Right, like let's hope it's that. Yeah, because that was the big deal with one of the one of our one of the big things with Fast Pass Plus that we would tell readers all the time. Like, you almost never need a Fast Pass for like Indiana Jones, Epic Stunt Spectacular, terrible waste of of Fast Pass. Mm-hmm. Right? Is is the same is the same sort of advice going to be given for Lightning Lane? Like, you know, here here are the attractions that you don't ever really need this for. I don't I don't know. I, you expect Genie would do that, right? You would but, think, but spend some, yeah, spend some money know. and you'll get a front row seat the... at any show. <laughs> yeah, it's you want you want Indiana Jones to come give you a high five? Here's an extra ten bucks. I uh, don't don't push it past him. Uh, all right, then we'll see. That's very interesting. L- Lightning Lane to be guaranteed to be the extra in the uh, oh, Indiana Jones. Actually, there you go. <laughs> yeah, someone's exactly. listening to this and taking notes. That's a problem right now. Yeah, it's uh, but yeah, it's 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 challenging, right? How will this impact the disability access? Ah, that's another thing, right? So, um, so DAS is interesting in that it also got a change announced about the same time as Lightning Lane and Genie, and with um, DAS, there are a couple of changes that actually make it more beneficial than Genie or Genie Plus. The the big change is that you'll be able to make, what is it, two selections in advance of your, of your trip? And and so uh, up to 30 days in advance, you'll be able to pick uh, two attractions to use uh, to make DAS reservations for. And then day of, you'll be able to make more as well. Um, so one of the big changes with the disability access service is that uh, you'll be able to sign up 30 days in advance and you'll be able to do that online, like through Zoom, or whatever. So that's good. That's a new change. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you're uh, once you're admitted into the program, you'll use My Disney Experience to select two attractions in advance um, per day. And then during the day of your visit, um, it'll work pretty much like it has in the past. You show up at an attraction. If the wait is less than 15 minutes, they'll basically admit you in through the alternate access line. If it's greater than 15 minutes, they'll give you a return time that is roughly equivalent to the posted wait time minus, I believe, 15 minutes. So if the posted wait time is an hour, they'll tell you to come back 15 minutes less than that, which is 45 minutes. Some good changes, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, we'll do it in advance, that sort of stuff. The um, and, and you can see that Disney had already anticipated the abuse that Daz would get because they said um, if you're caught uh, trying to game the system using Daz, you'll, you could be uh, banned from the parks. You'll lose your passes and be banned from the park. And and the reason is is that that's a huge advantage, right? Mm-hmm. Being yeah. able to make 
two reservations in advance and basically use FastPass for free. They needed some way to up the ante to prevent people from abusing the system. Because it's right with DAS, it's difficult. Disney can't ask you for a doctor's note to prove you have a mm-hmm. condition, right? The Americans with Disabilities Act um, prevents that. Um, but what they can do is make the consequences so great that if you're somehow shown not to have a disability, that uh, that you basically lose your theme park privileges for the rest of your life. I don't know that that's going to be enough for for some people. Yeah. Because how do you how do you how do you prove you don't have a not apparent disability? Yeah. Exactly. Is he really going to check that? Yeah. It's pretty hard. You'd have to you'd have to kind of turn yourself in with your social media posts, that yeah. sort of yeah. stuff, which will happen. Be dumb, and it totally will. Well, it, I mean, I'm sure right. there'll be some sort of somebody who has a, you know, a, um, who has made the example of. But yeah, it's going to be really difficult. Someone's going to put it on that. TikTok or Reddit, and yep, they'll find <laughs> out. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, that's just. And in the and the benefits are pretty substantial. I would I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. to see some abuse of this. But again, what are you going to do? I mean, you can't. Yeah. 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 So what a lot of things, interesting stuff yeah. still needs to be uh, still needs to be sort of worked out. I think one thing we didn't say is that uh, Genie, Genie Plus, you know, individual attraction access, all that stuff, it's still in the My Disney Experience app. This isn't a whole separate Genie app, correct? Right. Because the My Disney Experience app works so wonderful already, so. Oh, come on. It's (laughs) it's a dream. I haven't, uh, so I've been been working on uh, on on the book all week, and one of the things that I'm trying to do is, um, uh, compare what we have in the book regarding menus with uh, with you know what's online for Disney's menus, and I'm not exaggerating here. About half the time today, when I've been trying to pull up menus, um, I'll get some sort of error message on MDE, and and I know it's some sort of like weird cookie configuration, um, super frustrating. But uh, but hopefully the new stuff will work better. All right, I got a one question for you. This is Rope Drop Radio. How important is it, especially with all the changes and staying on property, is it going to be too rope dropped beyond the be the first ones in the park? You know, I think it's going to be super important um, because of the early theme park entry program that uh, resort guests get. So you get into the park 30 minutes early, and we've tested the impact of this on how long you're going to wait in line throughout the day. Uh, and the way that we did that was. Um, Right now, the, the theme parks are opening basically half an hour early. Um, so it's easy enough to send somebody in, uh, you know, to Animal Kingdom at 730 in the morning versus 8 o'clock, the official opening. And then, um, you know, given, give them the same set of attractions to visit and see how long it takes them. And the thing that we've uh, seen is even though we're not at full capacity on the theme, at the theme parks, like we're not yet at 100% capacity, um, people who get into the park half an hour early end up waiting between one and two hours less in line per day um, than people who start at official opening. So if you're offsite, um, you know, by the time you're admitted into the park, you're going to have thousands of people in line ahead of you. Yeah, that sounds pretty important. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the, um, that's one big thing. And then I don't think evening hours are going to be as critical because, you know, let's say that the evening hours begin at Magic Kingdom at 9 p.m. Well, at 8.59 p.m., everybody who was in the park for the regular day, you know, regular day guests are going to get in line for their last attraction. So the first hour the park is open 
for um, extended theme park hours is basically going to be getting through all the people who got in line uh, right before the park closed. So it's really the second hour of extended theme park hours where it's going to be most valuable. But at that point, you have to ask yourself, like, am I paying for a deluxe resort just for that one hour or should I just stay offsite and or, or at a, you know, at a value resort and maybe spend an extra day in the parks to try and catch up on everything that I'm missing in that one hour. Like at some point, isn't the cheaper hotel room for more days get you more park time than the deluxe resort? Like well, why would you? whenever I stay deluxe, I'm like, I'm spending more money on this room and resort. I actually want to spend a little bit more time there. Right. So next week, next week I'm at the poly in a bungalow, right? Ooh. Just yeah. You don't want to eat. leave there. No, I've said I'm, I'm literally not like I will order in food and everyone will come see me. I will not go see anyone. Right. Like, why would I? Why, once I'm once I'm through that door, I'm not leaving until they kick me out. And yeah. So, I, yeah. 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 I don't. Uh, so I would expect to see like more. Like, I think I would rather stay at a value resort another day or two longer than a deluxe resort with the ex- evening extended hours. Like the value doesn't seem like it's there for me for that. Yeah, just I for agree. the theme park bonus. I don't know that that many deluxe guests care as much about that extra hour in the evening either. I, I just, like Derek said, you're there for the resort. You're enjoying the resort a little more. Yeah. So. yeah I we mean, got it's... Yacht Club. I'm going to the pool. I'm sorry. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I could see like in the... In the summer, um, you know, maybe the fall, the spring, when the weather's not too, too hot. Yeah. You know, if the if the hours are like, you know, 9 to 11, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m., 10 to midnight, you know, you could do that. But um, you can't – you're not going to stay that late and then get up the next morning and do uh, early theme park entry every day of your trip because that, that's, you're just not sleeping. Well, you probably shouldn't do that with kids either. Makes sense. Obviously haven't met my family. Yeah, so, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a rarity there, but yeah. – What's but sleep you know, you're at gonna, Disney? You're not going to do Epcot from 11 to 1 or 10 to midnight and then do early theme park entry at, uh, at Animal Kingdom the next morning. You might. We've but done I know it. Some, yep. you, yeah. Yeah. You, you could, you're going to do it. You're not do it every day. Good yeah. nap in the middle, but yeah. yeah. It's not for the uh, faint of heart. Yeah, so there's that. So we have to see we have to see about that yet. But yeah, I don't know that evening extended, uh, expanded, extruded, what are they? What word are they using? Again, this this is like, I know that they, I know that Disney loves the words like magical and, and enchanted and uh, and stuff like that. But I mean, calling it extended theme park hours or early it's theme park entry got like, a great ring to it. Great marketing yeah, material right there. With something for this, it's like the opposite team that came up with the names for the annual passes at Disneyland was in charge of naming those things. Yeah, this, they use all the adjectives at Disneyland for the keys. It's con- like every Disney ship is listed, I think. Internally, uh, internally, uh, inside the MDE app, they refer to these as Genie Plus hours. I was like, oh, God, don't do that. Oh, no. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> please, please don't do that. <laughs> that would make me sure. That's, that's, that's not helping. Don't do that. Yeah. I also like that they picked lightning as the word for the lanes because, I mean, it's not the easiest word in the English language to spell correctly all the time. I can, I can tell you how many times I've mistyped that while I was working on the uh, the book. Be, and the, the funny thing too is like with Lightning Lane, I mean, you can get Lightning McQueen as the, as the mascot for that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but like for me, as soon as I, as soon as I heard Lightning Lane, my, you know, like Lightning McQueen's thing is Kapow, right? Or Kachow, mm-hmm. right? I, 
I mean, he should be saying ka-ching. Because it costs money. <laughs> I, I think Disney didn't really think of that one. But, Cars 4, yeah. the quest for more money. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll Coming to Disney Plus soon, Derek. Probably. Exactly. So I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot yet that we that we have to see. I um, I think that we're we're not done with all the announcements yet. Like we still haven't heard about annual passes. Still haven't heard about dining plans. Still a lot of stuff to come. So, um, but I would expect before the end of the month we'll hear more about that. All right. Well, that that is all the time that we have with you, Len. So uh, take a minute. Thank you so much for joining us, and tell people where they can find you. Awesome. I am uh, Len at touringplans.com. So the website is touringplans.com. I also do this podcast called The Disney Dish with Jim Hill, and that's uh, disneydish.bandcamp.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us and uh, all the information. I'm sure we'll have to have you back on to explain even more when even more things come out. Uh, <laughs> we actually know how it's all going to work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, that way, you know, Michelle and all your team doesn't get phone calls constantly. We just have uh, an episode that we can just send to people. Oh, you don't call me here. Just listen to this episode. You listen to this. There exactly. you go. And hopefully we can help. So, all right, well, thank you so much. And Patreons, be sure to go to our Patreon page and check out uh, all the bonus episodes and be sure to follow us at Rope Drop Radio on all the things. But for Len and Doug, I'm Derek. You've been listening to Rope Drop Radio.